I'm your host, Bradley Martin, and this is Clearing the Way, a resource for small business owners. Hello, humans. Welcome back to Clearing the Way. Uh, I am your host, Bradley Martin. My goal is to be the learning resource for small business owners. Uh, I talk with sales and HR experts, small business owners, and anyone else that I think can provide information to clear your way to success. My guest today is Jose Rosa, uh, owner or co-owner, I guess we'll say, of Everest Eats. Uh, Jose attended Newberry College, where he played baseball. He graduated in 2010 with a bachelor's in business administration. Jose spent the next few years traveling the world, coaching baseball. 2013, he moved to Pennsylvania and began a career in environmental health and safety. This career introduced him to the various chemicals that we are exposed to in our everyday lives. Uh, He and his wife, Katie, began making several lifestyle changes to combat these toxins. Uh, They began regularly practicing meditation, yoga, and eventually made the transition to plant-based foods. In November of 2019, they made the plunge into small business, opening Everest Eats, a plant-based meal delivery service in the Pittsburgh area. Uh, Jose reached out to me not long after that, and we've kind of been working off and on, working together off and on ever since. Um, They've continued to expand their services, uh, their service areas, and they're offering catering, training. Um, They've hosted several tasting events uh, that have been super successful. And um, as someone who is not (laughs) plant-based, I can confirm that their food is uh, is quite tasty. Everest Eats is currently working on a crowdfunding project to expand into a larger kitchen space. Um, And I know that's been a a whole challenge of its own, and I'm sure we'll get into that. Uh, But for now, Jose, thanks for being a guest on Clearing the Way. Uh, Did I get everything right there? Anything wrong? Man, you've really surprised me. I'm like, who's this guy? Google's a wonderful thing. (laughs) Yeah, right? Google is a... How much more do you know? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Google is a wonderful tool for this. Thank you for having me. For sure. Uh, Episode number five, I believe, unless I change the order of which these are released. (laughs) Um, All right. So let's let's start kind of um, let's start with childhood uh, schooling, uh, see if there's anything anything of note there. So what kind of obviously you played baseball. Um, Did you play any other sports in 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 high school or anything like that? Yeah, so childhood, uh, grew up in a small town outside of Gainesville, Florida, which is like Swamp, University of Florida, um, called Keystone Heights, out in like all the lakes and stuff. So grew up in a nice uh, environmental, environmentally friendly place. Yeah. Um, went to school in Gainesville, called PK, school called PK Young. It's like the laboratory school of the University of Florida. Okay. Yeah, we were just like the little research kids and stuff. Okay. But uh, grew up in a very diverse area. Um, I mean, you know, African-American, just all different kinds of races uh, from all different parts of the world. So I just in a real melting pot yeah. of, of diversity. So I was very fortunate to, to see that, yeah. you know, growing um, up. What... Uh... Did you say just baseball? Anything else there? So I played baseball, but it's funny. My senior year, I played um, soccer. My okay. very last year. That's and weird. Did you play before that? Or did no, you just, no. Okay, just decided. To, <laughs> I can talk about that if you'd like. Just decided. Yeah. Just picked it up. At a, what? Yeah. What caused? So, what so, caused you to <laughs> just decide to pick up that senior year? Since I was since I was five years old, I had been a catcher, and. For those of you that know baseball, a catcher, you got to have quick feet. You know, you got to be really good 
agile on your feet. So um, I just had really good foot skills. I'd always had a passion, but I grew up just playing baseball my whole life. Okay. Just every season. I mean, growing up in Florida, there are no, like up here, like yeah. it's just every month of the year is baseball. Yeah. So okay. um, yeah, I guess that's, that's true. Yeah. yeah. There is no like, okay. Yeah. So were single sport athletes more common down there? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. Because, you know, I mean, baseball in Florida, you're committed. You're yeah. committed to that sport. Yeah. And it's like, you know, oh, the baseball guys don't like the lacrosse guys and just, yeah, you know, a little drama like that. But um, so one one day during fall ball, we had just finished practice and the soccer team is up there on the field. Uh, so I was just like, whatever, I'm going to go up there and just play with these cats. So I start, I, I go in and, and just, they pass me the ball. I'm juking these kids and doing all these things and scoring goals. And, uh, everyone's like, dude, like you going to play this year? Or what? <laughs> and then next thing you know, out of the woods, like out of nowhere, the coach, cause you know, during that time, during the preseason time, the coach is only supposed to be watching. You uh-huh. can't talk to the kids. He comes out of nowhere. It's like, hey man, hey, you, are you playing this season? Like, who are you? Who'd you? Where'd you come from? And uh, I'm like, no, no, I mean, I'll ask my I dad. Play baseball, man. Yeah, I play baseball. I'm yeah. just, I'm just up here just messing around. Yeah. Like, um, so, so yeah. So I went home, asked my dad. I said, Dad, like, well, first of all, the coach was like, you have to play. You got to. So I was like, Dad, all right, whatever. Can I play? <laughs> Let me decide if I have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh. Because I didn't want to, you know, I had some college scholarship offers and stuff like that. So I didn't want to get hurt, go play another sport, get hurt, whatever. My dad was like, listen, if you really want to play, that's fine. But you, you play like careful, you know, like don't play smart, play careful, no sliding and tackling people and that kind of stuff. But just, you know, so I did. And I ended up, dude, like player of the year, like our local (laughs) news channel. Like I scored two out of three goals to take us into the regional, regional, uh, finals. I mean, and by the end of it, the end of the year, everyone's cheering, Jose, 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 Jose. And like people like all these stories that I, I was this player from Brazil that came and like (laughs) came came in a halftime in the middle of a game and just yeah it was crazy but yeah I ended up winning all these awards and just being really good at soccer so (laughs) that's interesting so do you wish you would have picked that up earlier yes Yes. okay oh I think did you did you like soccer more than baseball do you think or I just didn't know I never I never got that perspective you know I never like went and played (laughs) a little kid's soccer on a little kid's soccer team organized sport just never that yeah. was my first time really stepping foot in on organized sport well is soccer i mean i always think like florida i feel like is a baseball yeah a baseball state yeah. um was soccer big down there oh, or yeah. okay the closer you are to the caribbean my friend and like you okay. know like down further the warmer weathers and stuff yeah 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 and more cultures because huh. soccer's i mean baseball so how how in the world did you not get introduced to that? Like as, as a formal sport, like were, yeah. How did you not, how did that happen earlier? I don't, I, like, I don't know. I don't know. I think we were just the, the focus was just so much on baseball. Yeah. And it wasn't that like my parents, like, Oh, you have to play baseball. Yeah. It's like, all right, yeah, you were, we're just committed. Into baseball. Yeah. We're going to sign up for this, this league, this. So they're running around like huh. crazy. <laughs> so yeah, That's I never wild. just got introduced. That's but, wild. 
<laughs> um, okay. So that's kind of crazy. <laughs> um, all right. So then as a student, what kind of student were you? Oh man. Um, I was definitely a class clown. Okay. Class clown. I mean, but you know, class clown out of respect, you know, I yeah. never, I wasn't disrespectful to the teachers and stuff. Just, you know, funny comments here, this and that. Just smart, like real smart Alec yeah. comments, that kind of stuff. But um, just kind of student, um, always laughing, joking with everybody. Like, yeah. I mean, I just always like accepted everybody for who they were. No judgments at all. Um, probably in some time of my life. Yeah, there was some judgments. But anyways, yeah, high school. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean. yeah, but, you know, always saying hi to people yeah. and, you know, just a student probably three, five GPA. So, I mean, I got it, yeah. you know, I got it done. Um, I knew that I needed good grace to go to the next level. Yeah. Was school something that was natural for you? Like, did you, did you have to try pretty no. hard or just pretty natural thing? Pretty okay. natural. Um, okay. Yeah. And did you, at that point, did you have any kind of skipping ahead a little bit, but it, it'll tie in. Um, at that point, did you have any, did you know what you want to do? Actually, let's start there. Did you well, know what you wanted to do out of high school other than baseball? Uh, no, honest. Well, no, no, no. I, well, I knew I wanted to not just play baseball, but also be a baseball coach. Okay. Because the position of catcher on the field is like the position of quarterback yeah. in football or any other, you know, leadership yeah. position. I'm the only person on the field that has the full view of the entire yeah. field. Yeah. You know? So I knew I wanted, I was always leading, directing people, helping, even helping the the catcher that was competing with me, yeah. helping him to, to, for him to get me better. Yeah. So yeah, I, I knew I wanted to do that at the next level. Okay. So when you went to, when you went to, um, Newberry, did you, did you plan on leaving college and coaching? Like, was that the plan the whole time or what did you, what did you actually, did, uh, did you yeah. see that being your job? Like you wanted so, to get in that field, but did, did you actually like envision yourself being able to coach? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Oh, Cause I was already, I was already coaching. Um, when I came back for summer from okay. in college, I was already coaching my, the JV team of my high school and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it, the, vi- the vision was always there to be a coach. Cause I, like I said, I always loved helping and teaching and coaching people yeah. to be better just people than when they left me yeah so okay so that kind okay um that's interesting so you went there uh you knew what the plan was um anything of like significance happened while you were at school that was uh, like foreshadowing like was there any it was was college kind of just um Obviously you played baseball there, but was, was there anything, anything in particular that you started to like your perspective started shifting on, um, on what you wanted to do or, or anything like that? So I just knew, um, you know, I mean, college was, college was fun. You know, I mean, that's college. It's fun. Um, you, you do learn a lot. You learn as much as you really want to put in. Um, so yeah, I mean, it really didn't change any perspectives going into, I just knew I had my full focus that I knew I wanted to be a coach. So, you know, my vision was just, okay, go back, go back home after save some money, not get into, start getting into debt and stuff. Um, you know, become a coach. I did have a regular job 
you know, started as a medical sa- medical insurance, like okay, uh, customer that. service. I yeah, that yeah. In my research. <laughs> I'll get you next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but the the ultimate vision was always coach. Yeah, yeah. So you left there and started coaching. How did that? Um, how did that come about? Where did you go? Like, how long did that? I think yeah. it was a few years there, but like. What did that look like? So I left the medical insurance job because I, st- I said, well, let me get closer to the kids. I started substitute teaching. You okay. know, it was my old school. I had gone there. That school was kindergarten through 12th grade. So I was what's called wow. a lifer. Okay. Yeah. So I started in kindergarten and I all the way up through 12th grade graduated. Okay. That's all right. wild. So yeah. All so in I mean, the same school? All in the same school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is so strange. Yeah. <laughs> was it like, was it at least kind of divided like or? Yeah, like, yeah, it was divided by a creek, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So not divided. in the same building. No, 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 okay. no, no. Okay, had, okay, okay. You okay, had okay. like layers of building up at okay. the top, elementary school, and then like middle that, school and then high school. That makes a lot more sense. But all on the same <laughs> That's campus. way less weird. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> way less weird. Okay. I take back the weirdness. Um, Okay. The okay. guy next to me was a senior. Yeah, like I was just traveling the halls hard. together. Like that'd be so strange. He's my big buddy too. Yeah, that'd be so strange. Um, okay, okay. So you started subbing, um, and where? So where all? So you started coaching locally, I'm assuming, and yeah. then did that? How did that kind of grow from there? So I started coaching at PK Young, my high school, um, substitute teaching there. And then, um, what was it? I, I assistant or head vars or head junior varsity coach, then assistant varsity coach. And then literally like at the age of, uh, 25, 25 or 24, 25, I'm getting an offer from like the top private school in, uh, in Gainesville to be the head coach. So I was like, that's exciting. The youngest, like, at that time, the youngest high school head coach, I from what I remember, yeah, um, in the state of Florida. So I was twenty five years old. Head That's a coaching. good start. Yeah, it was cool. It was good. It was really fun. Okay, so obviously you took that job. How long were you there? Yeah, so I was there. Well, I was there one year because I was also so I had I had helped this guy start a business called Game Ready Scout Day. Okay. okay. So when I wasn't coaching high school and substitute teaching or whatever during the summer, sub, during the summer, I was, um, I was basically getting kids onto this platform. Okay. So imagine a platform where you come on and you have access to all college coaches from all across the country. You have a database Okay. and you're building a profile, like a Facebook profile or something like that. And then you're just sending it to those, your information to those coaches. Like it's a, a sports resume. Exactly. Like here's, here's my stuff. Yeah. Okay. So I was running camps and, and clinics and doing all of that, uh, with these kids and helping them market themselves to, to college coaches. Okay. So when you were doing that, did you, so you, okay. Okay. So how did you was that kind of natural like helping them do that oh, uh, yeah. like the marketing side like you're helping pitch pitch yourselves or yeah. the kids to the to the coaches was that natural for you or did you did you have learning to do with that like how did yeah. you yeah. how did you handle that so the guy that i worked with his name was chuck white 
he's the one that told me to do that in high school, senior year. Hmm. Because, okay, so so I'm I'm five seven, guys. Hmm. All right. I'm a short guy. All right. And I was a catcher, but I was a good catcher. But co- college coaches were looking for, you know, five nine, yeah. six one, like my yeah. size. Pudge Rodriguez was like the only one my yeah. size doing his thing. Okay. So I would go to these camps and be first best pop time, you know, third best 60 yard dash time, this and that. And I'm like, I'm not getting noticed. <laughs> so he told me, he said, he said, get a profile together, get with your dad, get all your information together and pull all these emails from all these different college coaches and just, just blast them, just blast them. And next thing you know, I'm getting five, six, seven, eight, huh. actually a school up Keystone College up here in Pennsylvania, Newberry College, did other, other colleges, you know, so I was already, that's how I learned, like really the first marketing, yeah. <laughs> you know, that was marketing. Yeah. Is just get your name, get your information and get it out there and see yeah. what bites. Huh. So then you start doing that for the um for the kids in in that group or in that that were associated with that. Yeah. But um were you doing anything else on so how long had he been doing that? Like did you help him start or no? Well, okay. I think honestly, I, I don't know. I'm convinced that he may have gotten that idea from just helping just me and seeing you. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, seriously. And then that's why it kind of evolved. Like I was his very first yeah. like employee sort of helping him, you know, and I yeah. was pulling all the debt da- the data, he coaches emails and put it updating the database and all that stuff. You know? Okay. So yeah, so he kind of pulled me in and that's how I I got started helping these kids out. So what else were you, what else were you were doing the coaching you were Mm -hmm. helping um, with, we'll call it the marketing for the kids, but were you doing anything else on the business side with him or was, was that kind of the extent of your, I was traveling the world. I was, I was traveling the world. Okay. And when I, when school time came back, high school baseball, I was back. But other than that, I was hmm. going to Guatemala, Puerto Rico, um, uh, like uh, Thailand, Europe, Spain. Huh. Um, sweet. I lived in Sweden for six months, and I was coaching in Sweden for six months. Baseball. And was that all associated with that company, or it was kind of yes. okay? Yes, yes, it was because that because think other other kids in other countries. They don't have, most of them don't have organized college sports. Yeah. The United States is one of the, one of the few places in the world that has organized college sports. Okay. So that's why you have a lot of kids from, you know, from other countries. They're either going semi-pro and then pro or they're going, you know, college. Yeah. In the United States. Huh. For, for all sports. Yeah. Not just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So was the... Was that just for baseball or were you doing that for like all sports? Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. So you were doing, okay. Yeah. So yeah. you were traveling and coaching, but also training on this platform or whatever the yes. system was. Yes. Damn, that's cool. Um, okay. And you did that for how, like, how long did you, did you do that? Man, that had to have been probably... Well, I came up here at 26 years old. So 
I had been doing that even in college when I was coming back for summer. So probably since, yeah, since 18 to 26. So what, eight years? Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, towards the end of that, what, um, why'd you stop? I came up to Western Pennsylvania to start working in the oil and gas industry. Okay. So, yeah. okay. So yeah. what actually led to that decision? Like, so, so I'm assuming you were enjoying yourself doing. I was. That seems like the, like that was the plan. I was. Yes. I, I was enjoying myself. Okay. I was traveling the world. I was doing all these things. Um, then I basically like started chasing the money. Okay. Yeah. Started chasing the money. Like, you know, I was getting all these trips paid for and all these different things, but I wasn't, you know, I was getting my travel paid for and I didn't yeah. have many overhead expenses, but I also wasn't making much. And the career of actual coaching is not like, you yeah. know, that lucrative depending yeah. on where you go. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Yeah. It's tough to actually start a, an adult life with the money that you're making with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you stopped doing, how difficult was that decision actually? Because that feels like if that's been the goal yes. through school, yeah. through college, like yeah. the goal was coach, you've been doing it for eight years and now, now you're leaving that. Like the leaving, per- you're perfect, you're perfect thing. This is what you planned on doing. Uprooting, leaving, going to an ancient place, like a place where I don't know anybody but um, that's just always how I've been. It's been my personality. It's just like, go in that direction, see where the world takes you and just like make the best of it, you know? Okay. So, okay. What, what, okay. So I trust, so I, I put my trust in someone that I, that I really respected. Okay. It was my college baseball coach. Okay. My college baseball coach came after my senior year, I was planning on going with him because he was going to if he was continuing to coach and coaching as a as a as a grad assistant. Okay. Okay, so that was my plan. But he went he came up here and started working for the oil and gas industry. Okay. For two of his former players which were the CEO, which was the the owners of the gas company. Okay. So I had my in. Okay. Yeah. To you know, I had no clue about the oil and gas yeah. industry, nothing. But I knew how to manage people. And he knew that I knew how to manage people and he trusted me. So that's what kind of, okay. it wasn't just like uproot everything and go. It was the money's right. The person's here. Yeah. I trust that person. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. That makes, yeah, that makes yeah, way more yeah. sense. You look like you're trying to figure it out. So yeah. I had to give it to um, you. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. Okay. So you, how did you end up? So what it was, um, what was your position or it doesn't have to be specific, uh, the environmental health and safety, like that's the general field. Yes. How did you, what was that just kind of happenstance? Like, did he, was that where he was at or exactly? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That was the position that he was at. Basically it was just like a field manager. It wasn't, it didn't involve, it didn't evolve into a, an actual environmental health and safety position until like later on. Okay. The first, the amount, the, the first position was like field operations yeah. coordinator or something like that. Probably. Okay. Didn't even really have a name because the company was so young. I was just helping them grow yeah. and yeah. keep my eyes on the field. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's a huge shame. What was that transition like going from doing exactly what you wanted to being an oil and gas? Uh, <laughs> my first winter was the polar vortex of, of, <laughs> of 2013. I think that was the first time they even called it a polar vortex. I don't, I don't okay. know, but negative 19 degrees okay. in a truck, like step outside, your throat just freezes mm-hmm. up. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was, it was rough. Because I went from complete freedom to like borderline freedom like, doing what you wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, it's like man, freedom doing exactly what ex- you had been planning to do. Ex- exactly, <laughs> like yeah, the the dollar signs got in the way. Let's yeah. just put it that way. Yeah, to working like yeah, oil and gas hours, eighteen to yeah. twenty hours. Yeah, sleeping on a day. site a day. A day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not a week. Yeah, a day. Yeah. And then, like, by the time you get home, you're already having to come back. And it was just, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't want to go down that way. So how, (laughs) and how long did you end up, okay, so that would have been, yeah, how long did you end up doing that, roughly? Well, until two years ago when I started Everstate's. Like so, officially started ever since. So what? Like so November of 2019 was yeah. when we LLC'd. So it was probably like January of 2019. So 2013 to 2019. How, so when you were, did you kind of, how long did it take uh, of for you to be in that industry that you were like, I got to get out of here? Uh, and did you know what was next? I didn't. I didn't. I just okay. kept going with like what I my experience, what I'd already done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I thought like, oh, I can use my resume to apply to this similar job, uh-huh. but I can't do this because I don't know what this might might look like. You yeah. know, or so so yeah. And you know, I did enjoy it because to some extent, yeah. The part that I did enjoy was you know I was the guy looking out for all of these people's safety. Yeah. Whether they whether they think like yeah. I'm there to, to bust their you yeah. know yeah. their cojones or whatever yeah you know yeah but it yeah it's weird because the it is strange it makes sense because it is most of the time the things that those people are which was you are harping on is like dude just let me do like let me do this the unsafe but quicker way and it makes sense because yeah. it's just like yo yeah. I'm out here eighteen hours yeah. a day too let me do it how I want to yeah. do it yeah. But the purpose of those positions is, hey, I'm just trying to make sure your arm doesn't get cut off. Like, I'm trying to make sure you're aware. Yeah. Like you're focused, you're yeah. concentrating, you're fo- you're in the moment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So so you didn't completely hate it. No. But no. at what point like I enjoyed the it? coaching aspect of it. Okay. I enjoyed the so teaching that was, and the coaching aspect. Um that kind of carried through. Did you Yeah, like at what point did you realize that there might be a way? Uh, so, okay. What, at what point did you realize you might want to do something on your own or did that kind of just happen? Listen, man, I have always known that I wanted to be on my own. Okay. Because no, like, you know, I, I just, my, my form of, of thinking and my ability to like see better for situations and things and all that stuff, like it's way above even, even most of the time, like the owners of those businesses, yeah you know, 
But what I notice is like the more you try to create like change and and for the better, yeah, the more f- you were met with just friction, yeah, you know, because most people don't like to change. Yeah, I think a lot of that is. I mean, obviously, you don't know. Like going back, I'm sure you could approach those things differently. But the getting people to change or leading them to change that's its own art form in itself Mm -hmm. like because it is nobody likes to be told that they're doing things wrong sure unless it's done in a way that's like it doesn't destroy your ego you know it's like yeah so you have to be very and at that point you'd only been dealing with kids really yeah so while I'm sure you had, I don't know, none of, like I wasn't there, but I'm sure there were some of those things in the friction that's like, maybe I could have approached these topics a little bit differently, you know, like be a little tactful or yeah. a little more like you're only dealing with kids. And when you're telling them the better way, they have no idea. Sure. They have sure. no experiences sure. yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's interesting. So how early, at what point do you think you did realize that you were going to do it? Like, since you started working so so about the i'm gonna go back real quick to the kids thing okay Uh so like i was talking to people you know people with like ingrained beliefs right so from a safety standpoint okay if if uh if john all right saw his grandpa cutting a piece of wood on his on his leg yeah you know and that's the only way that he saw his grandpa do it that's the only way to do it. That's the only way. It's an ingrained belief. Uh-huh. So what I was working on with with these people is just like, quit, you know. Doesn't have to. Eat. It's not common ways. sense. Yeah. That person may not know. Help each other out. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was able to, and like you said, the culture of change. I was able to take a, a company, okay, one of the largest water hauling companies in this area from like 15 OSHA recordables, which is like a huge thing, yeah, yeah. to like lo- getting ready to lose contracts and all that stuff, to going close to two years without an OSHA recordable. That's pretty solid. By changing the culture, changing the thinking around safety. Yeah. You know? So was there a, did you have a method to that? Like, how were you, how were you doing it? Because that's, I mean... Sure, it doesn't have to do with the current business, but that's an important piece. That's oh. an important piece that anybody can take something from. Well, um, well first, the, the first way you do is you start earning everyone's respect. Yeah. From the get. Yeah. Okay. So 2016 was when Katie had finished her her degree in environmental science and started learning about plant-based and all yeah. this stuff. Yeah, that that wormhole. Yeah. So we were <laughs> we were we were going down that path. Uh-huh. Okay. So I was using that to help. Okay. I came on location. Five guys came on. Hey, man, did you know this and this? What are you drinking there? You know what I mean? Like, did you know this was in it? Start helping someone on a different level to where, you know, because the biggest thing these guys were saying is like the the the, the head safety guy is in the office all the time. Uh-huh. You know, like, why do they care? Yeah. You know, so someone out there actually caring about them. Yeah. And caring about their safety. That's how you start. Yeah. You know? And then introducing new ideas isn't coming from a position of authority. It's coming from a position of, while it might be from technically a position of authority, it's a peer who is actually, like, there's a relationship there. There's it's an a, explanation why. Yes. It's not because I told what, you so. Yeah, it's, and that's what, yeah. that, there's my You're connection. You're actually looking be- out for me. That's the connection between 
the kid mm-hmm. and the adult, there's no difference there. You mm-hmm. want to know why. Yeah. And you explain why, and you explain it from a, a respectful, respectful point of view. Yeah. Then you have you have their support. Yeah. You have their buy-in. Huh. Okay. All right. That's good. So, okay. Um, so on to Everest Eats. That's a lot. That's a lot of good. Oh, is that what we're talking about? Um, not yet. I mean, this is, this is the, this is the point. Um, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. not a, there's not a real flow or structure. Uh, <laughs> if we get sucked into rabbit holes, they're probably going to be <laughs> beneficial. Holes. So, um, okay. So anything else before you left oil and gas that was, um, yeah. So 2016, Katie started her her degree, and um, or she didn't start. She had her AA in nutrition, and um, I can't I can't remember what it was, but nutrition yeah. and just culinary stuff. She wanted to be uh, that that direction, but she also was working in oil and gas as well. So mm-hmm. that's where we met. We met at we met at the oil and gas company. So okay, all of this happened for a great reason. Um, so. She she wanted to finish her bachelor's degree. So she was like, oh, you know, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to go in, blah, blah, blah. I was like, hey, we love going hiking. Like, we love the environment. Yeah. Just go learn about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, she's spending all this time trying to figure out, like, do what you love. Yeah. Where can you see yourself? Yeah. She had the belief that, like, she wasn't good enough for college, she wasn't good at school, you know, just that layer of, you know. So, part, you know, obviously a good, as a good husband and a good partner is, like, you know, pushing that other person. Like, you are good at it. You're good at this, 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 and this. You're better at this and this than I am. So, go. Just do it. Yeah. So, she went. She did it. First class. Intro to environmental science. (laughs) She went, she bought the book, and she's reading it, and this and that. Like, I, I don't even know if it was after the first day. I mean, she might have read the whole book after the <laughs> I, I, I don't know. But she came back with this absolute, like, wave of, of, uh, of energy. You know, it's just this wave of, like, okay, and I felt it. I was like, all right, what's going on here? <laughs> like, she's like, you're not going to believe what I'm, what I'm learning about. And I'm like, okay, let's hear it. And she just, she just, boom. I remember it. Every single environmental issue that's going on, like the major cause is a certain industry. Yeah. Okay. And she was like, I can't, I can't eat meat anymore. And I'm like, uh, what? Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, but I like this stuff. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I mean, okay, being a being a baseball athlete, yeah, you, know, you yeah. gotta get your protein, and uh, um, which is like the biggest myth ever. But we'll go down that way. Um, gotta get your protein. Dad's a hunter. Grew up hunting. All this stuff, you know. But like, there was just something inside of me that said like, path of least resistance. Like, just you know, show some respect. Let's let's learn. Yeah, you know, open. Let me sit back and you just tell me why. Yeah. You know, tell me why. Because although most diets are, uh, you know, very emotional, right? Very emotional and like it's hard to let go of something, like a belief in terms of food. I just, I was willing to be completely open-minded and let go, you know? So we went down that, we went down that wormhole. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, so that would have been so that's 2016. You said yes, yeah. Um, so we went. You, you want me to continue? Yeah, All right. for sure. We went plant based, or uh, she said, let's go vegetarian. Okay, all right, cool. We'll try vegetarian, whatever. I like cheese. I like cheese. I really like cheese. I can't give up cheese. Okay, whatever. I don't care. So she starts cooking these meals, and I'm like, wow, like. This is good. You know, this is really good. Um, what are you doing? What is what are you putting this? Like, what is this? She's telling me, and I'm, you know, we're just like, wow, I'm I'm like, I'm losing, I'm starting to lose some weight, you know? I'm uh, I feel like I have more energy, you know? I feel lighter. So she starts cooking this food, and so we go four months vegetarian. Well, then she goes one week, all right. She didn't tell me. She didn't tell me that she was going vegan. Uh-huh. Okay? Cutting, basically vegan means cutting out dairy, yeah. eggs, anything with an animal base. Yeah. For those of you, for people that don't know. Yeah. Right? Um, so she did that for one whole week. All right? After that week, she was, and I remember that week specifically because, like, she was coming out. I mean, I don't know if she was hitting up. Pinterest or whatever, like all these <laughs> coming up with all these creative things. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> and then at the end of the week, she comes up and she says, Hey babe, you know, I've been cooking uh vegan for the last week. I was like, I don't care what you've been doing. Keep doing it. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. But the only restriction that I have is we just bought 10 pounds of cheese. So we have to, eat <laughs> you know, I don't want to waste it. I'm not going to waste it. Yeah, right. Of course not. So Friday's pizza night. Every Friday we we used to do pizza nights not anymore. We should probably still get back to that. But anyways, um Yeah, I mean your pizza's good. Yeah, I know. Your pizza's pizza. Solid. <laughs> Why your pizza's don't we have solid. pizza night every yeah. week? Yeah. Um uh I remember it. We I was like, all right, cool. Well, we gotta use up all this cheese. Let's make two big pizzas. Pour just dump all the cheese on and uh go to eat that cheese and that that pizza. And I remember I never felt more sick in my entire life. Okay. Stomach bubbling, uh-huh. and gas, and, you know, I don't want to get too in depth, but, you know, just yeah. stuff coming out, just <laughs> the other end, just not pleasant. Yeah. Okay. And I remember making that connection and feeling like a different way. And that's when I, that was when I realized in my life, you don't know what one way feels like until you've spe- experienced yeah. another for a an extended period of time. Yeah. And for me, it only took a week yeah. to feel the difference. So after that, that's when I made that that connect yeah. and that disconnect with like, I don't want, I know what that feels like. I don't want my body to feel that way. Yeah. So then I started going down that wormhole in terms of dairy. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so that would have been, um, okay, so you're still in oil and gas at that point. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so 2019 rolls around. Um, how long roughly do you think you guys had before that, had you made that switch before you left? Before we didn't leave. It left us. Okay. We got, we got fired. Okay. Okay. I got fired. Katie... Uh, one of the biggest clients divested in, in, in Appalachia Shale or whatever. That was the only company that her company was working for. That's a problem. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's oh, a problem. Yeah. It was also a problem because Katie was one and a half. All right, we had a one and a half uh, year old, Everest, which is yep. the, name, uh, the inspiration to the company. And she was six months pregnant with Denali. Okay. I lost my job first. And then a few months later, she had lost her job. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So what, when you, so you had a couple month head start. What did you think you were going to do? Dude, I, so <laughs> we had already had like these little, we'd had this little food truck party. Because we thought like, okay, maybe we we start a food truck and this and that. And so we had this party. Um where we brought our friends in, we had little surveys, and we literally we we had a miniature taste testing, like the one at okay. the one at Bellasaren, uh-huh. but like miniature with yeah, family. Yeah, yeah, and I mean the feedback that we got was just absolutely amazing. Then we'd go to parties and bring the pad thai, Katie's famous pad thai, which is on the menu every week. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> check it out. Um, and just people just I mean it'd be like the first thing to go. First thing to go and just, you know, people just eating our food and looking at us kind of like, when are you going to start your business? When are you going to start your business? So we had the idea prior yeah. to, and it was, you know, but uh, we just were, he- I mean, she was sitting on a cake job. I yeah. lost my job, but she was still sitting on a cake job. So yeah. it's like, okay, I'll you know work on finding something. Yeah. But I, I'd seen the vision way long. I, for, for so long. When I, like, and in all reality, I was waiting for like that, that kick in the You got the butt. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. And the universe said, yeah. Ooh, here it is. Here it is. With two feet too. Not just one. I'm exactly. giving you both feet. Yeah. And I remember the day I looked over at Katie after that happened. I said, I said, this is our sign. You know, we either, you know, this is, it's go time. Yeah. We either go or we, you know. Just sit back yeah. and, uh, with our backs against the wall and like, you know, curl up in a ball. Yeah. You know, it's go time. So, okay. And that's, I mean, that's <laughs> what kind of, that's what led me to starting Didius too. There you uh, go. It's the same thing. Yeah. Um, I remember roughly, when you started but, Didius. Um, Didius. So when, when you started, you've got, well, I'll, hopefully talk to Katie and have her in at some point. <laughs> yeah, so I'll will, get her backstory will. too. But yeah. you had a little bit of the background in that, in r- not running, but at least you've got the idea of, of how those businesses operate, like the smaller businesses can operate with your experience with the, uh, the coaching yeah. platform, whatever that, yeah. um, whatever you want to call that. Um, what did you, when you were starting out, how, what were the biggest things that were in your way? Like what were those, those things that were really difficult to overcome? Or maybe there weren't any at the beginning. Like there's, that's also very possible. (laughs) My guess is given the, um, the niche market Mm -hmm. and also, which is both positive, but that, that field or that area has its stigma attached to it clearly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, plus you're in the food industry, so you've got extra regulations on top of that. Like sure. what did you, how was that? How was it to start a business like that? So Katie will tell you this. We knew we had two cars. We knew we had somebody that could cook and we knew we had some packaging. Okay. okay. I mean, honestly, we started with friends and family. 
okay? It wasn't like, go get your license and go, yeah. you know, like get a buy a commercial kitchen yeah. and you know this because all we had was the the money that we we had ca- we cash in our, we did the most unconventional thing we cash in our 401k okay. I don't know I'm not giving any financial yeah, advice yeah, yeah. but that's yeah. what we did you know the, my, my my mentality was let me bring my own money into my own hands mm-hmm. you know I don't want to wait whatever I'll pay yeah. the, the penalty yeah. or whatever so we had that we had this idea we had the creativity but the biggest, honestly, the biggest boundary there was, was like self-doubt and okay. and uh, Katie's perspective on a business, all right? Because prior to meeting me, uh, she had gone through a previous marriage where her husband was a business owner. Okay. That was married to the business, basically. Okay. So guess, yeah, so you get where I'm yeah, going yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Her perspective of a business was a negative one. Yeah. Okay. So she did not want to start a business. <laughs> okay. I like, I, I mean, persistence. Yeah. Okay. Like persistence and explaining why, right? I've always been good at that. That's why I'm good at influencing people is you just explain why. Yeah. That was my coaching method. It's like, Put your hands up like this. Put your hand, your you know, your fingers like this. Do this, 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 this. Here's why. Here's the motion of your body. Uh-huh. Here's the rotation. Keep your eyes here. It's it's the same thing. So that was the biggest. That was the biggest blockage. Okay. Roadblock. Okay. So <laughs> how how long did it take you to kind of push her through that? And and after you actually started, was that something that continued? Like, oh, yeah. was there still that? Oh yeah, man. Uh, almost That's... like imposter syndrome or something like that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, there was times where Katie didn't think she could she could cater to thirty people, and now we're catering to two hundred. Like we did an event that had two hundred and fifty people at. Yeah. You know, so it was just yeah, it was just it was just those those mental blockages because. I'm the type of person that, like I said, I was the only person that had full view of the field and mm-hmm. full vision. So I can see the pieces coming together and I can I can envision and create the path yeah. in my mind. In terms of execution, not so much because I'm like, yeah, I'm over there, yeah. you know, like I already told you where to go. Yeah. And I'm I can show you the way, but you know you got to come in behind me and connect the dots. Yeah. Right. So, so it took a lot of like, just explaining, explaining. And for her, it was just, it was very where Like it wore her down yeah. a lot because, yeah. yeah, you know, I can, I can talk a lot and I can tell you why and this and that, but you know, it just, the stress and everything. Um, it's you a know, lot. I mean, yeah. it, owning a business is a lot. Exactly. Like it's, there's exactly. a lot. Um, I mean, you're, yeah, it's a Especially lot. Especially when you're six months pregnant. Yeah, and you have a one-year-old. <laughs> like, that's... And you don't have a, a steady income. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot to, that's a lot of stress without starting a business. Sure, exactly. But we overcame that, you know? We yeah. overcame that with just, like, you know, positivity. You yeah. gotta You gotta switch that mindset. You go through that, like, that fear, whatever, but then you, you come out of it and you just take that next step. Yeah. Did you, when you guys were starting once you actually, how long did you go before, how long did you allegedly go before you made 
everything official. Okay, so yeah, it was Allegedly. probably like it was probably like <laughs> two months or three months, like we were going and doing, and then it just started gaining some traction, gaining attention, and um, this weird email like reached out to us and was just like, oh, I heard you know it doesn't seem look like you're out of a commercial kitchen, and all this stuff, so. We got scared and we just, yeah, yeah. you know, it, there's, there's the other so. kick. Yeah. There's the other kick, yeah. you know? It's like we waited until someone gave us the kick and we... we and so that was 2019, November 2019 is when we LLC. Okay. And then at what point, how long did it take you to work through that? Like from, from the time that you got the, hey, what are you doing email to we found a kitchen. And what was that like finding your first spot? Because I know I... I don't know at what point I, we met. Um, we were, yeah, that was our very first kitchen at, um, at in Carnegie. Yeah. At yeah. Hungry, hungry, hungry for, for time. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah hungry for Sam. time. Shop Sam. Um, so. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to get her on. I need to add her to my list, but, there you go. um, yeah. So how did you, like, how did you go about finding, finding that? Like, yeah. So Katie, Katie's job in oil and gas was research. So okay. she researched title and all that stuff. She's she's the researcher. That's yeah. why we know all the stuff that we know. She's, yeah. she's the one that gets us there. She bypasses all the crap. Um, so yeah, so we just researched finding, you know, commercial kitchens and stuff. Yeah. Hey, it was it wasn't very I mean, it was it was pretty pretty difficult really to find because there's not many of those. Yeah, there's not a lot now more so. But yeah, yeah. They're yeah. getting there are more options, but there's not a ton there's not a ton to work with there. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, and especially since in that case both of you were were handling a weekly delivery service. Yes. So what kind of was was there scheduling conflicts yeah, there? Yeah. Like that seems yep. like a maybe not a nightmare, but definitely not a, a fantastic <laughs> yeah. daydream. Like so the way so the way Samantha had it set up, she the term has like become really popular. The ghost kitchen. That's basically yeah. what she had has. Um. But her her meal delivery, she delivered on Mondays. Um, so that allowed us to um, go in Monday, Tuesday for did cooking, you, prep, deli- and delivery. Did you already have a day that you, like, did you no. have to structure? So you yeah. had to kind of build the business around That's why that. our, our delivery is on Tuesdays. Okay. Really, okay. that's it. Honestly, yeah. that's why it stayed like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you got that. Uh, you were there for, I don't know how long, but a little while yeah. before you outgrew it while you were, um, so it wasn't, uh, it was a little bit of a challenge to find that, but from there, how, um, what were some of the other initial, like early hurdles that you had to deal with? Like was you had a little bit of marketing for, for students to coaching, like you had some of that background. Yeah. Um, I don't know what Katie's background in any of that is, but what was there any challenges around getting people interested? Was it a lot of word of mouth? Were you doing anything outward? Like what was so so the only word of mouth we had was just our friends and family. Yeah. Right. Um, but we knew we needed a website. Yeah. Uh so, you know, we came across this 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 uh Instagram and this guy think, named Bradley Martin. I think that's when I was <laughs> regularly when when we were working out, I would spend ten minutes as a warm up just walking on the treadmill and I would just be liking and commenting for those ten minutes. That's <laughs> yeah, what we were doing. Yeah. And I think that's how that ended yeah. up coming yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. And I saw your video. I saw your video with Liberty Pole yeah. and all that stuff. It was awesome. So that that grabbed my attention. 
So then I saw the websites you were building. I was like, okay. I was like, well, we need a we need a website. Remember we started with um Square or something like that. Yeah. And um, and that was our first that was our first website to be able to take orders. And um, so so how were you doing that before before that? How were you taking we orders? We were. Or you were using like Facebook Messenger and stuff like that, weren't yes, you? Yes, yeah, okay. we were taking orders. Yeah, we <laughs> we posted our menu like on Facebook after taking four years off of social media. I I'll just let you know, um, we had to come back on social media and like figure this out or whatever. Uh, but it was a good thing because like you learn how to be a, a, a producer, not a consumer. Um, but anyways, uh. Yeah, we're using Facebook Messenger, launching the menu, Instagram, throwing yeah. it out there, Instagram, and then taking orders on on DM. Okay. Yeah. That seems chaotic. Oh, it was horrible. That seems <laughs> awful. That it seems was really terrible. It was, yeah. Yeah. That um, was, never want to go there. Yeah. yeah that seems <laughs> very, very difficult and very unorganized. Yes. Um, so it was just the two of you still at that point, right? Like it was still, yeah. you were just handling everything on your mm-hmm. own. Um. So we started working together. So from there, where, so that would have been, I don't know, we'll call it 2020. Uh, it was definitely before 2020 because yeah. it was pre-COVID. It was, yeah. No, uh, yeah. Yep. It was definitely yep. pre-COVID. It was right before. Yeah, yeah. It was before because we, yeah, 2019, November 2019 is when we LLC, but mm-hmm. we were already, I think, in that process. So yeah, we yeah. definitely got started before that. Yeah. So at what point, um, so the website was obviously a big a big piece to at least solving some of those issues. Um, you, you guys were growing pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. You outgrew your space. Yeah. What did, what kind of challenges came without growing that? Like, how did you, at what point did you realize, Oh shit, we need a new space. <laughs> like when we were stacking like a hundred crunch wraps on this fold out table and just like all these meals and using this little space. And yeah, we were just like, wow, like this is, and oh, and then we realized, so we could only use it Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. We realized like, man, we need a, we need a whole nother day for like prep. Yeah. You know, we need a whole nother day. Um, so that's when we, we were just like, man. And then we started, um, bringing on delivery drivers and, and, uh, so when you, okay, what led to the, like, okay, so you've got all of these, what came first? Did you start having to bring on delivery drivers before you expanded into a bigger oh, kitchen? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. And how did you, were those just family friends or like, how were you handling that? Family friends, people that were willing to accept food as yeah. their payment. <laughs> okay. So you, so that's how most of that was handled at the beginning. Like oh, I, yeah. I even know, I think we bartered for some of that stuff too. Yeah. Like, strawberry cake. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Fire. Um, okay. So that is, I mean, that's a great way to, so you realize there was the need, you guys couldn't handle it anymore. Like no. there was no way, but there also wasn't the, um, Overhead. yeah, the margins weren't there to, to, actually hire somebody so how were you how did you kind of work through like that's a difficult spot to be in yeah because you know the the growth is the potential's there yeah you can see it because you're growing pretty quickly yeah um but the 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 margins just aren't there to actually like lead to the growth how which is kind of foreshadowing to where we're at now but we'll get we'll end up getting to that but how did you 
what was that like just thinking through that? Like what was going through your head to bring on, you knew you had to bring on people, mm-hmm. but was there any point that was like, how do you increase your, your profit margins? Like, how do you, how were you thinking through some of those, those issues? And maybe, maybe it's not something that is, well, yeah, just go, I'll so, stop laughing. So, uh, I and obviously I, if there's anything like you don't want to share, fine. Oh but like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. But, um, so really like, honestly, like we, to be honest, like this, I mean, this is like, the weirdest thing, but we really, we really weren't thinking about that, like profit margins and this and that and costs. Well, so maybe not outwardly, but you at least saw that you needed gro- the growth. The potential yeah. was there, yeah. yeah. but you weren't, you weren't making enough to actually get like, there, it's that barrier that like yeah. you reach yeah. that plateau where it's like, okay, I can see this hill over here. Yeah. I can see that we can go up this thing. Yeah. We need some, we need some people like to help us though. And we can't really cover the cost of that. Like, I don't even know what the question is, but it seems like that is a very difficult position to be in. So it is, but when you have something that someone else can also benefit from, yeah, it then becomes just the transfer of energy. Like you give me your energy in terms of yeah. what you did do. Did you have problems? Sorry for interrupting you. Yeah, yeah. But did you have problems finding people to help out in that? Um, No. Honestly, okay. honestly, I mean, I mean, it, it just, you, you go around and you tell people what you're doing yeah. and then someone else tells another person what you're doing. Someone else tells another person. And then you just have these cool, high energy people yeah. that are just like, man, and they try your food and they're like, wow. And they try your food and they feel good. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I'll come, I'll come every Tuesday. And then you route me on my way home, Yeah, you know, yeah. uh, and, and do that. So it, it becomes a, it becomes a synergistic relationship. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. That's what I mean by transfer, transfer of energy. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that makes sense. Um, that's still a, that's a tough spot to be in for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, hmm. Okay. (laughs) So you outgrow, um, hungry for time. Yeah. And in Sam's kitchen. Um, and then you had to find another one. Yeah. How, like, uh, so I'm assuming Katie's research mode again, finding, (laughs) like, find these spots. Um, Was there any, any, like, real difficulty in finding that larger space or (laughs) what? uh, Oh, man, I'm laughing so hard because this is is one of those universe moments, honestly. Okay. Like, it was, like, the least hardest way to find. Okay. Okay. That's fantastic. Yeah. We're in... We're in hungry for time one day. And I remember it like it was yesterday. And we had, so we, so we did, okay. We had put out some feelers out there. Katie threw, Katie threw something out there um, and said, Hey, we're running out of space, like on Facebook or whatever. So we lived like near Belisera, yeah. the place we're at now. And I remember always driving by it. So I literally, I'm at the, I'll, I'm going to turn around for this because I'm at the, I'm at the stove, like doing something for Katie. And I turn around, I said, Hey babe, I said, wouldn't it be nice if we got into Bella Sarah? <laughs> wouldn't it be nice if we got into Bella Sarah? Didn't have to drive to Carnegie every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice? I, S-H-I-T, you not, I don't know if we're allowed to. Yeah, to, you can do whatever you Yeah. Want. Okay. Right. <laughs> I shit you not. Yeah. That. Uh, that night 
right before going to bed, we get a Facebook messenger from Jason Caps, the owner of Bellacera. Okay. And it says, hey, I heard you're looking for some space. Let's talk. Okay. Fantastic. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's happened to me many times in life. It's just a matter of being able to see it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So that was easier. When you... Was there a... When you transitioned to a larger kitchen, was there an immediate jump in your output? Like, did you have to... Were there any significant changes in the way that you were operating? Oh, gosh, yes. Because, like, Hungry for Time was just this little narrow building, front and back, like, probably 25 steps from, from or 50 steps from the front to the back. Yeah. Uh, Bellacera, you got yeah. 200, 300 steps. So it really had it really had to become, like, how can I become more efficient yeah. in my steps? Because, yeah. like... This place will wear you down. I remember the very first, the very first meal delivery we were in Bellasera. It was actually Crunch Wrap Week, which is like the the biggest. Like yeah. you know, people love it, and uh, it was a disaster. <laughs> it was horrible. It was the okay. mo- one of the most draining like moments of my life. In in what way? Like, what was the? Was it a disaster because every, it was so chaotic, or? Was it a, was it a growth? Like you? Yes. Okay. Yes. It was a growth thing. Okay. You're in a new space. You have the most orders you've ever had. You don't know the layout. You didn't really think through the, the, how you want to, to, you know, pa- do all the yeah, individual yeah, yeah. packaging. Cause yeah. it's a lot of pieces. Yeah. You have to grab. I mean, yeah. You t- yeah, yeah. it's so many touches. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we're using carts and setting it all up on this long table, using carts and coming and like, you know, putting so every before before that day, you hadn't actually gone through and figured any like you hadn't thought through <laughs> no, that. Oh no. Okay. So I'm assuming no, if I you think were to I go saw back. that room back there. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean it's just yeah, yeah. My yeah. yeah. Okay. So we just that, knew we needed to be there because of what happened. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So how wow. That is wild. <laughs> so you you made that move there. I'm assuming you would do that differently. Like, oh yeah, I'm assuming yeah, yeah, you would sure. think. Oh, I do so, a lot of stuff differently. Yeah. So when you were when you're looking at spaces now, yeah. jumping ahead, yeah. Uh, would you work through like? Oh yeah, Katie already has it. Katie already has it drawn out, like the flow. We know where the packaging is. We know where. The refrigerator uh-huh. needs to come to the, all the, you know, cooking stuff. And after the cooking stuff, it goes to this station. Hey, we've already, like, designed our yeah. kitchen, basically. That's good. Yeah, to that, for well, that workflow. Learned. We you learned. learned. <laughs> so after that first day, though, or that first that first week of deliveries, um, was there a, like, hey, we got to fix this moment? And was it a pretty quick transition to something that actually worked or yeah. was that, I'm assuming it evolves like anything like that. You kind so, of evolve based on, um, you know, your packaging may change yeah. or whatever, but yeah. was it a pretty quick, like, Hey, we need to spend a day figuring this out and so, we need to do it before next week. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so, uh, well, just like anything in life, any of those like high emotion moments are really the, we gotta, all right, we gotta, we just, and now we got to sit back. We got to flow. We got to yeah. come back, look at everything. Yeah. Okay. 
But the beautiful thing about our business model that we created is we have the time. Yeah. Right? We have the time to sit down and reflect. Yeah. In comparison to most businesses that are, yeah, you know, got a couple 24-7, before. whatever, you're managing a lot of people. You don't have time to get in people in for training and yeah. stuff like that. So we had the time to sit there, reflect, and yeah, come up with solutions. Yeah. That's always been my thing. It's like problem. Here's the problem. I'm not going to harp on the problem. Yeah. I'm just, what's the solution? Yeah. Let's figure out the solution. My mind, that's how my mind works. Yeah. There's no gray, gray in between. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's good that you've figured. I mean, that is what's great. I mean, you've got a delivery once a week. Now, yeah. Obviously there's more than a day involved in that. Sure. But you've got, you've got a little bit of time between there to, to make some corrections. So yeah. that's good. Yeah. Um, did anything else? So you guys started, um, what are some of the other, I've got some areas that I think might be interesting to cover, but I'll just, before we get there, yeah. what, was there anything else that stuck out after that transition that was a mass, like a problem that you didn't expect? Like, was there, was there a difficulty sustaining the, um, that growth or like what, yeah. Like, no, no. Honestly, I mean, once you're in a bigger space and you have larger equipment, you have capacity to do more scale, things actually sort of became easier. Okay. Because now I don't have to, you know, do 10 pans of this. I can use a whole tilt skillet to cook all of it at once. But from the outs, like actually keeping the sales up, was there any, so the flow of everything, like procedurally everything gets easier yeah um but outside was there was there any like any difficulty in maintaining or continuing to to kind of work towards that growth to to be able to sustain that or did it just kind of naturally i mean from the outside and somewhat like a foot in every once in a while yeah um i've kind of seen it so i know that it's been pretty steady gradual increase but was there any any fear of of that growth like oh absolutely. hey we've got oh. this big space now we've got a <laughs> i'm assuming rent's higher now like uh, we, we've got more to cover actually um, i uh jason's jason's a great guy and he 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 knew he he saw two entrepreneurs doing good things and he wanted to really help us out so okay that's uh that's the rent actually good. wasn't that much higher but in terms of fear of growth yeah absolutely because you know uh our 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 job is delivery, you know, yeah. so you can cook all the food, but getting it out, yeah. finding delivery drivers and doing all that, that's where like, there's, there's two parts of a meal delivery. It's not just cooking the food and preparing it. Hmm. It's the logistics of getting the food yeah. to people, making sure that it gets, you know, uh, uh, in a, in a package, it yeah. gets there fine. It's not all over the place yeah. and it's cool and it's all that stuff. So that was really the cooking. We were getting very good at scaling recipes and bringing that up and finding the right packaging. Uh, But really what became the fear of the growth was an open up, opening up different zip codes was like, how are we going to reach those places without using like UPS or FedEx or something, you know? So how did you, obviously I know the answer to these, but, or at least to this, but (laughs) what was, um, what were some solutions to that? Like, obviously you're trying, you're bartering with people to be delivery drivers, but there's only a, if you're expanding the areas that you're delivering and also expanding the amount of 
orders every week. Yeah. There's a limit to that, especially oh, yeah. with people that are, I mean, they've got to come to you, get the food, and then you're dispersing them. But there's, a, there's only so much that can happen there. Yeah. What were some of the ways that you you guys were able to overcome that as a as a limiting factor? So we were using, at first we were just like doing our own routing through like MapQuest yeah, or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. You remember that? Yeah. Um, so finding a solution for that. Um, so, uh, you know, that's when we got on, on Shopify mm-hmm. and started actually. Uh, so because of COVID, like when you kind of rewind back, when you tell people you start all oh, 20, November of 2019, everybody looks at you like, oh man, wow, that must've been the, yeah. and I'm sitting there, I have to tell them like, yeah, people no. couldn't leave. I could give them food. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like yeah. meal delivery is what increased. The only thing that yeah. survived was like pizza restaurants and Chinese restaurants. There, yeah. they already have the master of takeout. Yeah, you know, already, already. So, so we just had to figure out the logistics of of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, using so Shopify actually came out with a an app. Like yeah. they designed it. You yeah. know that routes people and all yeah. that stuff. So that was a solution. Um, what else was a solution? I mean, you probably know more of this than I do. Uh, <laughs> well, you guys started using like drop-off locations. Yes. Oh, okay. Perfect. Thank so, you. So, yeah. So how, how were you picking those? Like what went into, okay. So a little backstory. So the Shopify things, uh, an interesting point that I'll touch on from my perspective real yeah. quick. We had to get a little creative with that. Yeah. Because Shopify, at least at that time, they've made a lot of changes, but at that time it wasn't really set up very well for delivery that's true that's true yeah yeah, but it was a cheap option to run an online platform without having to create something custom yes so we had to get a little creative there now it's a lot simpler which is great yeah um but there's still i mean it's still not set up incredibly well for that but it it, there's some ways around that so that was a um from a uh, like a platform perspective, that was kind of an interesting little challenge that we had yeah. to deal with. But, um, but then, so you start introducing these pickup locations. Yeah. How did you go about choosing those locations? Um, was there, yeah, like, yeah. Talk me through, so through that. Cause I'm assuming that seems like a pretty logical solution. Yeah. Um, so to the problem, but yeah, so my my idea was behind the pickup locations was I would rather deliver ten packages to one location than yeah. ten packages to ten different locations, and then you know uh, also it was like well you know start creating synergy within the community and stuff like that. So we picked like J and D in Washington, mm-hmm. uh, which is an awesome Holly, what up? Um, uh, and then uh, you know in Sewickley, so we wanted something south. We wanted something. Uh, West, so Moodporium, which is like CBD stress relief uh, shop. Um, up north, uh, Public Lands, Cranberry, um, Oakmont, so something east. Uh, uh, today's organic market. So anything like relating to just sustainability, yeah. really. Yeah. You know, that's how we picked it. J&D is a winery, but it's vegan wine. It's low sulfite wine. Yeah. They don't use shellfish to process their wines or whatever. Huh. So yeah, so it was that it had to be that same vibe. Okay. So you're looking for for businesses that are not necessarily in your space, but have the same, like you said, same vibe, yeah. trying to do yeah. the right thing. Um and so 
were you trying to lead? Did you want to do more drop off? Like, was there an issue? Two things. One, was there an issue getting people to use those drop off locations? I know there was the incentive of no delivery fee. Yes. Um, yeah. At least at that time. Yeah. And as of right now. Still. Yeah. Could change in the future. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just to be. Uh, ever it shall allows but, us. Yeah. <laughs> Come um, on. <laughs> but, but is there, was there a, were you trying to get more people to do that? Was there any hesitance to doing that? Cause now it's kind of delivery, but also kind of pickup and like customer, yeah, like, is that you know, used often or? I think a lot less more now, a lot. Yeah. A lot less now. I don't know, maybe the price of gas. Um, but, um, but yeah, it was nice at the beginning. I mean, J and D is a great spot. The other places like, you know, it's not that, it's, it's well, sometimes not worth going there sometimes. Were you making a lot of deliveries up there already? Like to the places that you, yeah. you guys expanded to, you were already in them. Yeah. Well, actually, no. That's funny that you say that. No. So maybe, yeah, we weren't, we we probably did it backwards. We put somewhere, uh, we, we put it in a place where we wanted to grow, yeah. but not a place where there's a concentration heat map of, of people there. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a, I maybe backwards, but I don't, Yeah. I would argue like that logic makes sense to me where it's like, Hey, we want to be here. Yeah. Let's make it easy. And you're removing the delivery fee. That's so it's true. like, yeah. Hey, we yeah. can expand to these areas. And if we can get up there, hopefully they'll all use the same one. Cause yeah. even if you're, if you're only getting one or two, you're still going to have to drive up there anyways. Yeah. Because they were delivered, like you had to deliver up there, but that allows you to at least have a central location, hopefully, maybe. Um, But yeah, I mean, that could be something, it would be interesting to like run those tests parallel and be like, all right, well, this time we didn't, we didn't include those and see if you expanded up there. But for those locations now, since they've been active for a little bit longer. Yeah. Do you think it has led to more sales up there? Did it introduce you to those areas or? Um, it introduces us to those areas, allowed us to, to see those areas and demographics and all that stuff. But honestly, it's gone, I think with the cost of gas, it's gone down. But also, you know, just like everything in, in business, when you run your own business, like you have to remember and make sure to market yeah. that, like to tell people, So you know, so the relationships with those businesses that you were doing the drop-off locations, was there any, like, I, I feel like I might be wrong here, but J and D offered some type of discount for people that were picking yes. up there, right? Yeah. Was there any, so that's one way to handle it. Was there anything else like cross promotionally that, that those businesses were doing in store or cause it, you guys don't really have a product to leave. Sure. You know, sure. it's a order it, pick it up here, yeah. but you can't really, you don't have like a shelf stable something that you can leave. Uh, we could. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yes, you yeah. could. But as of right now, as like right when now, you were introducing not, those things yeah, yeah, um, or those relationships. So was there any outside of the delivery dates? Did you have any relationship with those businesses that they were kind of introducing you to their, their clientele or not really? And that's where I feel like I, I wish we could, of been better, mm-hmm. but like most, most companies like have one job and one person yeah. doing that when you're doing absolutely everything, yeah. just you and your wife, it, it, it gets difficult to make that connection and, and just maintain that connection, yeah. and that relationship when you have to put your energy in so many places. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense. That's also, I mean, that's something to, 
you can always work on those though. Oh, absolutely. You know, that's yeah. something that yeah. isn't like, a, oh, we missed it. Oh, it's a, yeah. we missed it then, but we can Let's make adjustments or absolutely. make improvements. Cause that seems like a really easy way to just expand your visibility in those areas. Mm-hmm. Like obviously there's gotta be some type of cross promotion there yeah. on your end as well. But you guys have been good about like I, from, from my knowledge, like being open and posting regularly, there's, you know, there may be, maybe more than posting is necessary, but like, <laughs> it's a start. Yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. start. And I know like J and D is a good example of, I, I think they're relatively good about calling you guys out too, but just some type of relationship or cross promotion there where sure you're bringing customers to them during that one day, but what is the, how do you build that? Like almost a community around yeah, that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, synergy goes back yeah. to synergy. Really? Yeah. How can we be, how can we both benefit from this? Like, obviously we're benefiting because we don't have to drive all over the place, Sure, but we're also bringing people to you and, and how can we all grow more? Like, yeah. Cause really from their perspective, if you're bringing, if you got, if, if they do better at, or whatever that means, it's if, if there's, if both people are pushing more, um, I might order from you and choose the pickup location because it's, it might be less convenient, but I want to go to that location. Like I want to go there yeah. and I know I get a discount yeah. now. Yeah. And from their side, it's like, Oh, well, if they're, if pushing you more and their clients, their regular customers become more aware, well then pickup day, their customers have to come back more. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's a, that, I mean, that's a, there's so much that you can tap there. I feel like, I feel like honestly, from a small business owner yeah. point of view, that's one of the most difficult. Well, not one of the most difficult because it's actually easy, but it's one of the most things time, that most, it takes a lot of time. Exactly. Yeah, it takes exactly. a lot of time to develop those really. It, it goes back to what you were talking about with the, in oil and gas, actually. Yeah. Building those relations. That's not a, I'm experiencing this right now with my new job, which is like, you can't just come in and not have a relationship and expect things to go as you're wanting them to go. Yeah. Like it takes a while to build and maintain those relationships. And if you're not doing it, um, how can you, it, it can come across, Hey, we want to do these things. And um, that seems like it's really just benefiting you. It's like, well, yeah, no, like here, here's why, yeah. here's why, but, yeah. but it doesn't make any sense if we don't have a relationship. Yeah. And you, like you said, you've got a ton of hats on already. Yeah. Maintaining relationships, that's a hat. Oh, yeah. And it's a hat that is large oh, yeah. and it's tough oh, yeah. to fill. Oh, yeah. Um, and especially for someone like me, like I used to have to have my phone on me for six years, 24-7. If yeah. something happened in the middle of the night, yeah. I'm out, I yeah. got it, whatever. So like, I mean, it's not that I don't like maintaining relationships, but I just don't like having my phone yeah. on me much. And, yeah. You know, yeah. So it's just, yeah, it, it takes... For, for for busy business owners, like if I had a recommendation to help everyone grow and mm-hmm. create a synergistic, just take take some time, talk, and just on a monthly basis, uh, talk to each other and say like, hey man, what do you got going on that I can promote? Hey, what do you got going on that I can promote? And just, you know, find the connections there. Yeah. Um, that is a... Uh... That's that's a good little little clip there because that is a uh, the title. Um, wonderful. I wonder clearing the way. 
Well, that's a uh, the title for the episode I got. Oh, I got nice. it. That little that little bite <laughs> that little bite clipped it or nice. uh, triggered it. So, um, but yeah, so I, that's a that came up in a couple other conversations already, which is those relationships are so important for um, when you're starting, and I mean throughout the whole thing, but especially when you're young yeah. in the process. Well, you're tapping into other people's networks. Yeah. That's really what you're doing. Like, yeah. you know, I have 2,800 followers. You have 5,000 followers, you know, or yeah. whatever. Like, you know, you rep me and I rep you. And then we just come together and have some fun, you know. <laughs> we all benefit. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay. No. We're back. <laughs> We're back. We're back. We're back. Um, okay. So we've worked through or talked through... Um, a lot of the early, eh, early to middle. I mean, I guess you're almost three years in now, so two and a half, whatever we want to call it. But um, so now we've got a new problem, which is the expansion. <laughs> yeah. um, have you outgrown the current space? First question. Um, or is it a we want to it, it's. We haven't outgrown it yet, but it's limiting what we can do. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. I would go with the the second one. Okay. Uh, because, I mean, Bellisere is a huge. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a huge kitchen. Yeah, but it is a shared kitchen still. So there's but it is still, a shared kitchen, yeah. yeah. So they have they have their events and all that stuff, which we have some ideas to talk to Jason about, some collaborative events. Yeah. Um, but, uh, some, but, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where – it's that it's that other kick in the rear, mm-hmm. and uh, someone such as Jason Caps, like he know, he knows that too, and he said it. He said, you know, if, if you stay here too long, it's just it's just kind of stunt your growth. Mm-hmm. And he, I remember, I remember when he said that. Um, so yeah, it's one of those things where if we if we stay, it's going to stun our growth, and we just we just need to make that move. Okay, so yeah. when you. Um, how long ago did you come to that conclusion? That's Ooh, man, uh, we were like technically supposed to be out <laughs> like five months ago, but okay, uh, yeah, Jason's been awesome with us. He's a, he's a great guy. Um, he cares. He sees he sees that we're we're trying. Um, but yeah, the so we we recently sold our home because uh, right now it just happens to be a great time to sell. Yeah, your residential yeah. home. Yeah, and we bought a commercial property which. Right now is probably the worst time to sell a commercial property. Yeah. Um, so we did good. You know, we did good in the sale of our home and we did good on the commercial property. We have a 1,200 square foot warehouse where our vision was to turn it into a commercial kitchen. Um, and we're basically living out of the office space, which yeah. is like the drop ceilings and like the LED, bright LED lights uh-huh. and stuff like that. It's driving me crazy. Well, we're living in that, um, literally to like move our mission and our business forward. Like this decision was made for that. Okay. Um, okay. There's a lot there. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. a lot there. <laughs> yeah. So when you got the space, had you thought through, did you know what it was going to cost to build out a kitchen yet? Uh, we had an idea, but we had no, I mean, honestly, we had no clue. No okay. Clue. So you, you hadn't done like, no, no. Okay. Okay. I mean, okay. Okay. Like, okay. I, I don't know. Like 
And Katie will tell you, like, she's always saying, you always make everything sound so much easier than it is. It's like, because, and, and my, my friend JC said it today. He said, you always have these great ideas, but you never take the time just to kind of plan. like, to plan it out. Yeah. Think of it. That's, that's an important piece. It is. Yeah. It is. But also like having the vision is important too. For and sure. like, and like seeing it and being certain and confident in it. Yeah. You know, because like, there's so many planning things that yeah, you can definitely plan could, yourself into in, into, into uh, what is it like paralysis by analysis exactly you can absolutely oh, do yeah. that and you can draw it out yeah so sometimes my method is just like let's jump into the cold water yeah let's go yeah, yeah. you know let's do it you know and then and then as now that we're there we're in the space we're feeling it out some things are happening. We're realizing like these costs are going to be really expensive to the point where we almost like, we almost like gave up and like just abandoned the crowdfunding video and all that stuff. Cause we're like, we feel so bad asking for like this much money and like, you know, no one's going to do this and that like self-sabotaging ourselves. Um, but we, yeah, we talked to, um, actually it's funny. One of the, one of the Bellasera chefs, Gary, and he's the one that motivated us to basically be like, we showed him the video, like the one mm-hmm. I sent to you. And he's like, this, you got to get this out. You got to get this out. Don't stop. Don't stop. You're like right there. You know, you're right there. So that's where we're at now. So what led to the decision to go with crowdfunding? How did you... Um, uh, at, so actually, at what point did you decide that? And then how did you come to to that decision? Like, were you already in the new space before you figured out or, or when you figured out like, hey, we might want to do this? Or how we, did that? We thought we had enough money to from the to, sale, from the sale yeah. to, to pay. We quickly, quickly realized after like a $20,000 engineering architectural uh-huh. quote that that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I knew about crowdfunding. I had dabbled in it before and this and that, but, you know, really the decision was made um, a few months ago when we partnered up with uh, Mark Dixon. He's actually a really awesome local environmental uh, documentary. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, he just decided to take on our project for like a way lower cost because of because of our mission and our purpose. Um, so that's when we started and we were like, okay, we're, we're going to go for it. Did you consider, um, did you consider other <clears throat> more traditional routes of funding? Oh, Had you yeah. consider And what, so what led you away from those? I mean, you know, when you have when you have a good enough purpose and your 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 uh, business is rooted in in something that's actually doing something good you know banks don't really care yeah but there's other i mean i didn't know this before but there are other fun like there's other um non-traditional like non-bank sure funding sure, and sure. some things like that like i don't know I know more about those things now just based on working for a nonprofit, but, um, but yeah, like, I guess 
did you explore any of those or was it kind of like, it's not banks or did you try banks actually? That's a good place to start. Did you try going that <laughs> route or? Yeah, actually, uh, since we didn't have a full two years taxes, uh, that's a problem to get yeah. this commercial property. We had to jump through. So we had to research and talk to so many people to even approve us for a commercial loan. Hmm. So, so that was another hurdle yeah. right there. And another hurdle was the zoning. We had to go to the, in front of the zoning committee uh-huh. to, because since that was a detached garage, like we're technically weren't able, able to, to operate our business out of there. So we had to go to zoning and all that was another hurdle. Yeah. That was another like, so we, we went to a lot of banks, but I mean, we're a small business. We're in the food industry, which is yeah. like not growing right now. Yeah. Um, but this, this bank actually believed in us. The president like saw our website, um, saw what we were doing and this and that. And, and honestly, it was like, he said to us, he said, most, most food businesses, um, most food businesses are profitable within five to seven years. You guys are profitable in two. So, or in less than two. So he saw what we were doing and, and they believed in us basically. Uh, the bank. The bank to get the commercial loan. Oh, okay, 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 yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but no, like just straight up loans. I don't know. We probably wouldn't, or maybe, I don't, I don't know. But I yeah. just, it's not a route that, and then, well, then you look at, so you look at a lot of companies that, that um, are IPOing and stuff like that, or like investors are interested in. Mm-hmm. And I did a little research in that. And most, actually almost all, all of those investors say, you have, you have to have done a crowdfunding campaign hmm. because they know you already have, you already have people buying in yeah. and investing in you. Yeah. That gave you the jump. Now, here I am as an angel investor, whoever, yeah. like I'll give you the next, I'll give you the next jump. Yeah. Okay. So crowdfunding. Yeah. How have you haven't, have you launched that yet? Have you, I have you've not got the launched, video yeah. made, but yeah. have you actually started the, the actual like. Katie's working on that there? right now. Honestly. So did you pick a platform for that? And what, what route, how did you, how did you figure out what you were going to use for that? So. Or. Have you not, or like, how's yeah, we that? Have. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, th- I thought, so um, Shopify has one called Crowdfunder, okay. which is like just a uh, a monthly cost. So if yeah. you're like doing something small, like um, launching a product or this and that, that's the best way to go because they don't take a percentage of Oh, of yeah, I guess because you're just, already, they're already taking it in the sales, so. It, exactly. Yeah. They're taking it in the sales. They're just charging a month to have that that app or whatever. Um, But the downfall to that is like, if you don't have um, like a huge, huge following, you can use use another platform and leverage their yeah. marketing team and all that stuff because they yeah. obviously they want you to raise a lot too. Yeah. So they'll put you in front of a lot. So I looked at GoFundMe, I looked at all these other ones, and I and I kind of fell onto Kickstarter. Okay. Um, because they they allow the tiers and they unlock the tiers and stuff like that. So we're the others don't. Uh, no, not really. No, because I did. That's kind of crazy. Well, maybe I didn't. I don't know. Maybe I didn't see it. I don't know. I don't I should know. Have talked to you. And I don't know. I have no. <laughs> I have almost yeah. no experience in any. I've. I mean, we had a Patreon for uh, for 
for our disc golf channel, but yeah, yeah. Um, but that's it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't have any real crowdfunding knowledge or experience. So yeah, that's interesting that that doesn't make a ton of sense. So there's crowd like financing mm-hmm. or not. Yeah. There's crowd financing, which actually there's a local company, a honeycomb we thought about, but it's just like, you know, you pay like a high percentage. Um, uh, they do marketing and all that for you mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff. Um, then you have crowdfunding and then you have crowd like investing mm-hmm. as well. So we don't want to give up any, any portion. We're family, we're family owned business. Yeah. You know, yeah. like mother-in-law does our desserts and father-in-law does all of our bread. So yeah. keeping it family owned. So that's why we just, we landed on crowdfunding because we truly believe that like our story and our mission yeah. is something um, that people will we'll back and believe in. Yeah. So you ended with Kickstarter and you're still setting that up. Do you have a, an anticipated, um, launch date for any of that or, uh, probably, probably within the next two or three weeks. Cause we, okay. um, we took 4th of July holiday off. So yeah, we're working with some video content creators. We've had some people just met this, Met this uh this dude just walking down the road in the strip district. He happens to be the the, the creator of the documentary um uh Invisible Hand. I don't know if okay. you've seen it. It's like an environmental documentary. It's gone gone worldwide. Just attracted this dude, and he's like, huh. "Yeah, let's do something." But anyways, uh, so yeah, so we're getting some good content and stuff going, and then uh, we'll probably launch within the next two or three weeks. Okay. Well, maybe we can. I have a scheduled date but we might be able to adjust those okay cool um make that work but um have there been any other with the like setting up the crowdfunding stuff has has it been relatively straightforward like is it it's easy okay it's so easy yeah it's laughably easy i mean honestly those programs they got figured out yeah they alert you when to share it on social media they probably know the times of the days all that stuff the algorithm I mean, they, they, they want you to raise money. Yeah. You know, was there any issue with, um, platform wise, they've got it all together, setting it all up on your end, like figuring out how to, um, how to best, uh, disperse your, your message or to, to show your message. Was there, was there any issues with that? I mean, you guys have been pretty the it's not like things have changed a lot like your yeah. reason is your reason and it's been your reason so it's not like there's any issue with that but was there any um yeah any any challenges in setting up the or figuring out well, how to best do that right now we're we haven't reached that point um but but what i've come to realize now is like we've we've built a pretty solid following you know although mm-hmm. although all these people are not ordering from us yeah it doesn't right matter. doesn't work yeah it doesn't yeah. matter like they believe in us. They follow us. So now it's just a matter of like asking that person, yo, if you believe in us mm-hmm. and you believe in what we're doing and you want to see us continue moving forward and bringing good quality food to this community, you know, share it. Yeah. Share. Yeah. Share. Tell somebody. Tell your grandma. Tell your, you know, yeah. tell your uncle. Tell your dentist. Tell your doctor. Yeah. Just tell somebody. You know what we're doing and why we're doing it, and show them our video that we're gonna get getting ready. You saw it, yeah. You've seen it. Um, it's pretty powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. Is uh, yeah. I'm like that's 
there, I'm sure there's going to be a round two of this at some point once, you're, <laughs> once you've gotten through some of that, because that seems, um, it seems difficult to, that whole process, it, it's weird. It could either, I don't know. I, I'm so inexperienced in that yeah. that it's, I don't know. It seems very, um, it could be challenging to yeah. get I mean, you're asking people to get so, money. So here's here's what I've heard, what I've learned, and I've done I've done some research on it. The two uh, some of the few things don't over don't over um, oh my god don't over promise yeah, yeah right you don't over promise you know be genuine mm-hmm. don't over promise and what you say you're gonna give give yeah deliver it and for us it's gonna be like digital products yeah because that's the easiest and most sustainable for us thing yeah. for us yeah. to, to give and it'd be easy. Um, so, so don't overpromise and deliver what you say you're going to do and also be ready to answer a lot of questions. I, mm-hmm. I feel like that's going to be the, the biggest thing is like yeah. people with money are going to reach out to you and ask you certain questions and blah, 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 and this and that. So really it's just, you know, if you don't have the energy to sit there and answer all these questions, you better have somebody ready to be there that can filter through these things and yeah. blah, 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 because you're going to get reached out to by a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. I mean, people are giving you money. Exactly. They're giving you money. Yeah. Like, yeah. I want to make sure this is being used in a way that isn't going to be a waste. Exactly. Like, I, exactly. I worked or with, a scam. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> or a scam. Or a scam. Or a yeah. scam, which is yeah. also yeah like that's not uncommon oh <laughs> like, i've done my uncommon. research i've yeah, yeah. some yeah. vegan ones actually that have just oh we're moving here we're moving to bokerton and they don't show up you know and everyone's if you read messages saying where did you go where did you go where did you go and ghost you know so so yeah I mean, that's there too. So is the plan to still build out your current space or like what um yeah, well, how are okay. you? Because that doesn't seem like it's going to be done anytime soon. No. Like the the crowdfunding, like that's something that's going to take a little bit of time. It 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 could take some time, or we could wake up the next morning and have half a million sure. dollars. Like, you yeah. just, you yeah. never know. Yeah. You never know. But um, but the the actual build out of the kitchen, yeah, that takes time. The drawings and all this. If we haven't even moved forward with the draw, the architectural drawings, because it's like we're not forking out that much money, and then yeah, you know, like we're either all, all the way in or yeah. we're not, yeah. you know? Um, so, so yeah. Okay. Um, so still, is there a, is there an end, like a, a time that you have to be, uh, you already said like, and we're already kind of five months uh, past our yeah. time. Like it's I mean, kind of quick as soon as possible. I'm assuming is as soon as possible. We're, we're also creating a, a synergistic relationship. We're helping, you know, yeah, we're yeah, helping yeah. out yeah. and, you giving our energy yeah. and our, you know, so it's, it's create. And the chef, the head chef of Belisera, Jimmy, um, he's, he's really gained a big interest in what we're doing. It's just like, okay. And, and, yeah, and the sous chef, Gary, um, actually all the whole staff and everything. I mean, it's just, it's, we come there, we bring good vibes and yeah, it's just a synergist. We're creating a synergistic. Okay. Approach. So not a, I mean, a rush, but not, um, yeah, we're not taking yeah. more than we give. Yeah. Just yeah, put it that yeah. Way, yeah. So, um, Okay. Any, um, any final, like anything that sticks out that we didn't cover as a, one of those, like, oh, I would have really loved to have known this when we were starting or 
this is an easy fix that we could have made to a challenge that it was a massive pain that is like, oh man, we could have easily done this. Like well, the planning thing seems like a... I think, I just think, oh, so so planning. Yeah, that's one thing that I've learned is like, if you want to be very successful, be get good at planning. Yeah. Or find somebody that's good at planning. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, I mean, really, okay, uh, some advice is don't figure out uh, how. Don't always try to figure out how. Try to figure out who. Like, we just spent a 10-minute yeah. conversation, and the person we were talking to laid out a whole catering thing and their experience and how they would break down the price and all that stuff. Yeah. It's like, wow, I would have spent a lot of time researching uh-huh. that, you know? So don't always try to figure out how, how figure out who. Um, in terms of business and in terms of life, you're always going to get met with resistance. So it's just a matter of, of seeing it, pausing, taking a step back, taking a deep breath, really calming down, and then figuring out the solution, like yeah. your way around it. Like being like water, path yeah. of least resistance, just yeah. bro, move around it without friction. Yeah. You know, these things are going to happen. And it's not, oh my God, you know, what a, it's like, okay, what just happened? Let's let's do this. Yeah. Let's figure it out. Let's not panic. Because the more stress you keep compounding yeah, or holding on yeah. to, the thing about a business owner is once you become overwhelmed, you lose your creativity. Yeah. And when you lose your creativity, you lose that original sense of a vision that you had when you were starting your business. Yeah. So you don't want to lose that creativity. You want to do things, do things that you love to do, do things that bring you energy, do things that fill your cup. You know, you want to do things that are going to enhance that creativity and keep that vision yeah. alive. So that's important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good. That's... And another thing I wanted to cover is just, you know, is, uh, our why, right? Like, why? Are, I don't think we really covered. Why are we doing mm-hmm. this? Okay. And, uh, our reason is, you know, we named it Everest eats after our son Everest and we're getting ready to launch Denali treats uh, soon, mm-hmm. which is our daughter, um, to create a more sustainable place for our children. Yeah. Okay. What I was saying about those industries, you know, that uh, causing some issues, uh, it's causing issues that are that are um, creating huge environmental impacts. And I don't think most of us realize, and I haven't really, I just recently learned this and, and came to this conclusion, is what we eat and what we consume directly impacts our, our resources and our environment. Yeah. You know, and some of those practices are just unsustainable. But what is sustainable for the environment and for your body is to eat more plants, you know, just eat more plants. And that's what we're doing. The the way that we're changing, like Southwestern PA is not, you know, like, (laughs) you know, my wife and I'm from Florida. I'm not saying that as a as an insult. My wife is from Amity. PA. Okay. Just the mindset about uh, vegetarian or vegan or whatever diet is 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 not open. Yeah. But what we're doing is we're taking a fruit and we're taking a vegetable that's similar in texture. We're adding similar flavors to what you're doing, and we're turning watermelon into ahi tuna. Yeah. You know, and scal or uh, king oyster mushrooms into scallops. Yeah. So we're just taking what what people are used to already eating. 
and making that connection. When they put it in their mouth, they make that connection. It's like, wow, this tastes exactly like it, but it's made out of a plant, which is way more sustainable than the animal protein that we are all used to, to eating. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know where else to go from there. Um, the, let's see. Yeah. That's, um, that's a solid spot to kind of, uh, where, what are we at? Yeah. We're a little over close to an hour and 45. So, okay. All right. um, I'd say we've covered a lot of, uh, yeah, we've covered a lot yeah. and I think it was helpful. Um, so everesteats.com, everesteats.com, uh, Everest eats on Instagram and on Facebook at Everest eats on Instagram at Facebook's Everest different, eats, uh, plant based. Yeah. For Facebook. Yeah. Um, yeah. any other, uh, anything else, any closing, uh, We've got the crowdfunding. If we're if that's live by the time this is released, that'll be all of those things will be down below. Yeah. Um. And yeah. Any uh, any last uh last thing? I, words? I'm I'm uh I'm famous in in looping it right back. And one of the first things you said is like, I'm not vegetarian and I'm not vegan. Yeah. But I still enjoy your food. Is is. Food is food. Yeah. If it tastes you know? good, I don't care what it is. If it tastes good. Yeah. I still like meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm still going to eat it, but it's a, it's a, um, it's a supplement. It's, yes. it's a, yes. a way yeah. to, um, yeah, it's just a way to just mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Like it tastes, if it tastes Break good, I don't barrier. really care. Yeah. Yeah. If it yeah. tastes good, I don't care. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's yeah. all. It's just, you know, you don't have to be vegetarian. You don't have to be vegan. Yeah. You don't have to commit to anything. But good food is good food. And what our, what our customers say the most is when I eat your food, I feel great. I don't know what it is. That's it. Yeah. You, you eat good food. It tastes good. You feel good and it's better for the planet. So, yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. That is another episode. I actually, at this point, I don't know what episode number this will be. We'll see when, (laughs) when the crowdfunding is, uh, when you're actually going to release that. And then I'll kind of base this off of that, but, um, Yeah, that's another episode. Uh, Thanks for listening and watching or watching. Um, Till next time. See ya. Thanks for listening, watching, wherever you're consuming this. I'm your host, Bradley Martin, and this is Clearing the Way, a resource for small business owners. 